You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn presents. Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Well, hi, everyone. It's Rick, and thank you for joining us today, and thank you for allowing me to come into your life. We have got a wonderful person here, and we are going to interview this fine lady because next to her, I kind of feel a little stupid, a little dumb. But you know what I've been thinking of? I was thinking of years ago when I used to go to the movies a lot, and I don't really go to the movies as much now as what I did in my younger years. But I used to watch Entertainment Tonight with Mary Hart. A lot of people remember Mary. I used to watch other shows where I did not know what the first run feature films were. And I got an education. Uh, They taught me what they were. They explained uh, to me what the films were. I got a, a little taste of what they were like. And that helped me make my decision. Much the same as when you're in the movie theater and you see the trailer and it plays, you might say, well, I would like to see that. Or you might say, well, no, it's not really my cup of tea. But at any rate, on this program today, I am proud to have a lady who is sort of my entertainment tonight, if you will, of podcasting. In fact, we're going to get into it. She is the podcast queen. Her name is Lauren. Lauren, say hello to the people, please. Hi, everybody. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're a wonderful person for coming on. And before we get into it, you are one of the people, Lauren, who actually educated me regarding this podcast format. Because having come from the broadcasting background that I had, I've never really had done a podcast before. And do you remember the day I started asking you a lot of questions? Oh, yeah, I do. And oh, there's so much about podcasts. There's more stuff coming out every day. Right. You know, they say it's one of the largest growth industries, and everybody convinced me with my background I should do it. I've interviewed hundreds of people. I've interviewed people from A-list celebrities. I've (laughs) B, C, D, politicians, you name it, athletes. I've had them all on over the years. But when it comes to podcasting, really, it's like radio without the constraints. If the show is short, one week, which I try not to have happen. I try to have every one of my shows about an hour, so at least you're going to get an hour. But some people, they'll go three hours. Other people will go a half hour, 45 minutes. It seems as though with podcasting, you tell the story until the story gets told. Uh, Would you agree with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. And you can have it be whatever it needs to be. I know podcasts that run anything from 15 minutes to two hours. I mean, sometimes more. Usually they warn you when they're going to do that because those run pretty long. But you can have them be, and they can be about anything, anything at all. I know podcasts about breakfast cereal. I know podcasts that are designed to put you to sleep. I mean, literally, they want you to fall asleep while you're listening to them. I know podcasts that are fiction. There are podcasts that are pretty much straight-up educational. There are podcasts that are humorous educational or just humorous or that discuss the um, important issues of the day in either a straight or a humorous context. There's so much out there, and there is a podcast on any subject, anything at all. You can find stuff out there for you. You can. There's someone doing it. I see some of the uh, cover art that's out there, and you'll see, uh, and I'm just going to pull a name out of thin air. I don't know if there's any podcast called this, but you'll see the cover art where you have a hundred or so podcasts on the page, each with their little cover art square, and it'll say, The White Fence or the, the dirty road, or, or whatever it is. And how is one supposed to tell what the podcast in the world 
is about if it's called the white fence. Well, see, here's the thing. If it's just, if your album art is just words and nothing else, at least they need to be in a nice font or something. But it does help to have some kind of background to that. But really, you are looking at a, if you're lucky and they've blown it up real big, you might have a whole square inch to look at and, um, a piece. It's like your old album cover. It, there, you, you can do stuff that's that detailed, but no one's going to see it unless they blow it up real big. So you kind of need to have them be something that you can see quick and have it be small. The thing is, is to come up with a name that will convey enough about what you're doing to incite someone to actually click on that icon and read your description. Your description is where your, your big kicker is. Also, you will when you put this up on your hosting site, they're going to ask you what kind of podcast it is. And coming up with your tags, that's the important part. Some people have done a really bad job of picking their tags because those tags are the keywords in a search program. If I'm looking for humor, you better have a tag for humor or no one will find it. So right. The old meta, meta tags. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, everything gets tagged now. Photos on Flickr have tags. Your podcast has tags. Your podcast has multiple tags. Any Anything on Facebook has tags or can get tags. Some people don't bother. But right. if you're searching for a thing, it's got them there. And you better, that, that is your fastest way to get found are your tags. But the album art, it's kind of important to have something Good, but remember, probably the biggest you'll see this is an inch. Right, and that's why that cover art is so important. It has to stand out. you got to admit that. It does. It really does. If it's just words on a background, that might not do it. At least to do something creative with them. But your name, I think your name is more important. But yeah, when you're just starting out, it might not pay you to invest in great cover art. You can always upgrade it, which is one of the good things about the Internet. You just wind up swapping it out. When you've gone along a little bit, upgrade your art. It's a thing that people will notice right away and notice you're putting more effort in. They'll notice that. That will be great. Thank the people who helped you make it. It, it is, but just starting out, the most important thing is to pick a great name. Right. Now, with a background in broadcasting, will that hurt or help me. Oh, a great name. A great name will always help you. Um, <laughs> right. Album art will help. Uh, album art will help some. It's got to be legible. It's got to be distinctive from everything else that's just like it. But that's kind of hard to do. But you. But the thing you really do have to remember is the one inch size. You've got to think. It, it's not like old album covers or even new album covers because vinyl is back. <laughs> nothing. Nothing old is is cannot come back. Well, I remember. remember I remember back when um, we had the record albums, and by the way, they're coming back. I'm seeing artists right now release albums. Graham Nash, uh, he's got a brand new album on vinyl. Government Mule, I believe, with Warren Haynes from the Allman Brothers. Uh, his album is out. That is available on vinyl. They are really, their vinyl, I'm seeing it make a, uh, a drastic return. Oh, yeah. Well, the sound has always been wonderful and distinctive, and people have figured that out. They used to hate the clicks and pops, but the clicks and pops gave it character. Hey, Jimmy Buffett's new album is out on vinyl. Right. Now, what... Yeah, so lots of those. You were... Uh, what's this about him uh, subscribing to some podcast you listen to? What's that about? <laughs> yeah, You've got to educate there, me. There is a... Yes, there is a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which has been around since 2011. I mean, Wow. It's a long time. They, they passed their 500th episode this last year. And they discovered almost by chance, back when, back when they were in, in, um, in their, like, 50th, their 50th issue, their 50th, their 50th release, they got an email from Jimmy Buffett, and they thought it had to have been a joke. They could not believe that someone like Jimmy Buffett actually listened to their podcast. But... Oh my, apparently he actually did listen to their podcast when he um, 
released the Margaritaville on Broadway, he asked them to be on the, actually it was a blue carpet, the red carpet, and interview people just like the people from Entertainment Tonight. And so there he, they were, they were there, they were scared out of their minds. Okay, now what <laughs> is that? And Jimmy came up and gave them big hugs and kisses, and they sat next to him. They actually sat with him when they went into the theater and watched it. So, by the way, did Lin-Manuel Miranda, who, shockingly, is also a really big fan of this podcast. Hey, there's even stuff from it in, in Hamilton. I, I saw Hamilton recently. It was wonderful. But I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. That's actually in there. He did use some bit from My Brother, My Brother and Me or Mabim Bam, as people have shortened it to. There, uh, by the way, that's a good click back to cover. Their initial cover art was a blue background with my brother, my brother, and me in there on red with with their names under it, very small and white. So unless you actually clicked on that and it expanded up, you didn't have to read them, but you could always find their podcast. Simple, classy, very nice. They kept that thing for, oh, I'd say eight years before they updated it. My, oh my. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they have, they've been doing this for a very long time. Another fun thing about my brother and mother, my brother and me, is that they, in, in the bad early days, when they were still working on getting stuff done, they got found out by another very big podcast called Jordan Jesse Go, who, um, and the people who do that podcast run a network. A network is a great way to find podcasts. If you can get yourself on a network, which is, you know, like the iHeartRadio network, they do radio and they do podcasts. If you can get on a network, you promote each other's podcasts. It's a great way to go. It also means you have established backers. Other people believe in your podcast. And when it gets to the point where you get advertising, they help you find advertisers. It's wonderful. Right um, now, iHeartRadio. A, a, network, a network can be great, just like a network with radio stations. It, um, they own radio I stations. iHeartRadio yeah, does. iHeartRadio does own radio stations. Um, they, in fact, have branched out into podcasts rather than the other way around. I do not believe Maximum Fun will ever do radio. They will stick to podcasts because that is where their core competency lies. And But they went from having a start of five to, I think, there's probably least 40 now and they just get bigger and bigger every year and that also helps with another way to fund your podcast you mean by having someone, a stable of assorted podcasts yeah they have a stable of assorted podcasts they do they stick to humor and pop culture. They have a few that do both. They have a few that take the pop culture and go off in one direction or the humor and go off, go off in another direction. But they're all one or two of those. It's a way to it's help each other out. And one of the things that I know Maximum Fun does is that all of the podcasts are still owned and produced by the people who who make them, they don't take any of that away from them. You, it's, it, They work a lot like old PBS stations. Once a year, they do a, pl- uh, a pledge drive, and you can call in, and you get swag if you pledge at certain levels. You, Everybody always gets bonus content on, oh, that bonus content. Oh, my word. Some, there's a lot of it now. I think you can listen for a solid month for the stuff that they've got on Next Fun. And they get Oh, good grief. So much stuff. But 70% of that goes to the podcast, the actual podcast. It goes to the, the people who make and produce it. 30% stays with the network so they can have a staff that does things like find advertisers and help them arrange public appearances and things like that. Like every now and again, some of these podcasts go on the road. That's a wild thing. Oh, they are at some comedy clubs in lieu of the comedians. Uh, I think they're using comedy podcasts at least one night a week at some of the comedy clubs. Oh, yeah. And especially now that 
things are shut down temporarily, it's a great way for everyone to keep going. I know that they're doing select venues and things like that. But, um, it's hard for <laughs> hard for people who used to tour to make a living now, and a lot of them are doing it with podcasts. As a lot of the comedy clubs are doing things like hosting or sponsoring live shows, so you can buy tickets through them, and then you get a private performance just for people who paid. And that's a lot of that. That is a great way to do that now, especially since no one can tour. Or very few people can tour. It's very hard to do that now. Boy, you got that right. And here locally in Cincinnati, the mayor has issued a proclamation, I believe, I think it's law right now during this pandemic. They want all the drinks off of the table, the alcoholic drinks, at 10 o'clock p.m., they want the club doors locked and out of business by 11 p.m., which basically shuts the nightlife and the uh, nightclubs, you might say, down. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know how that's all going to work. It, it's a challenge now. It is such a challenge now. And I'm happy that at least some of them have managed day business and evening business. But yeah, they're going to be hurting for their night nightlife. And this is a way to help make up for some of that. It is a great idea to sponsor a live show. You find someone that your patrons want to hear, and they can do it all on Zoom or on Twitch or, oh, good grief. There are so many ways to do that online now. There are a lot of podcasts that are video also, which is a lot harder to do, but it happens. YouTube is full of them. Also Twitch. Yeah, you can actually do a video component if you want. I don't know how that that only works for particular subjects line, like the, the live gaming of people who do uh, Dungeons and Dragons or other role-play games. A lot of those work, work well live, but they don't necessarily work well for... A, it, there's no need for that in a format like ours. <laughs> right. Know, it's like purely audio. You can listen in your car and not worry you're missing anything. Well, that's true. And that's the thing about not having the, the video component and why I opted not to have it initially anyway is because if somebody is driving in their automobile, they the last thing you want for that person to do <laughs> is to look down and watch a video podcast. I want them oh, to hear what it sounds like audio only and I want safety to be the first priority there. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. There, yeah, that that's one of those things. All right. How in the world did you get started from nothing to becoming the podcast queen? A and B, how many podcasts per day, other than 10, 12, 15 or 20, do you listen to? Okay, I have a, a select few. I started out one. I, I didn't do it at all initially. And there's, a, I, I've got a cute story about that. There's a, the first podcast I ever listened to is called Welcome to Night, Night Vale. It is fiction. It is amazing. It has also been around since like 2011. What is and Night Vale? You mean the night, night vale? nighttime? Welcome to, welcome to Night Vale. And the format of it might interest you very much. It is essentially the broadcast they are pretending to be rather the broadcast of the community radio per, um show of one Cecil Baldwin in a town called Nightvale in the American Southwest that no one can find and very very weird things happen there it is essentially the community radio station for the twilight zone and it's a joy to listen to and i listened to them for years and years and i went uh, they they have actually branched out to other media. Um, a lot of podcasts have managed to do this. They write books. A lot of them write books and on several subjects, but they have written fiction about their world and put it out there. I was at a book signing and one of the people at the book signing was on uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me. And at that point, I had no idea who they were, but I liked what they were talking about. I liked how, how they sounded. And I thought, oh, I need to go listen to that. And I never did. But then another podcast came out called The Adventure Zone, which was another podcast about our McElroy brothers, who do My Brother, My Brother and Me. This is them and their dad playing Dungeons and Dragons badly. They do it very badly. 
they 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 say right out we are making no effort to learn how to do this correctly. That's for people like Critical Role or uh, oh good uh, oh there are so many others. Now are you a gamer? Let's say some. Do you I, oh, game? I have been a gamer. I have been a gamer since the seventies. I played. In fact, I it's like in in the course of this pandemic, I am waxing nostalgic. I am still playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's like I I uh, had to give it up for a while. I've gotten back to it, and I'm very happy. We do it on Zoom right now because we can't all get together. But yes, I play Dungeons and Dragons, and that was the way I found other podcasts. I found that there were people doing Dungeons and Dragons on the radio, and I couldn't wait to find them all. Uh, how much of your day, on an average day, is spent listening to podcasts? All of it? All of it. Uh, here's the thing. They're great to listen to while you do something else. Right. I don't have to watch them. I sew for a living. I can put in my earbuds and listen to a podcast while I, my hands are busy and my eyes are busy sewing clothes. And you sew so, for a living? I sew for a living. Are you a tailor? I sew for a I, Well, I can be. I make clothes for like the Renaissance Fair or science fiction conventions or for people who do cosplay. Co- comic Con. How about Comic yeah, Con? Yeah, like, like Comic Con. Yes. Oh my! You yeah, are yeah. you are costume maker and an artist. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I am. I am. Oh, I'm still working on on stuff to compete with. I have. I took a year off of competing, and I've taken more of a year off competing now that we're here. I'm working on one um, that I'll part. Hopefully, when things start up in January again, I'll be able to show it off. But in, in the meantime, I am I am pondering how I'm going to put it together. But yeah, I do that. I do that for everybody. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in and you didn't hear us earlier, Lauren is one of the people who actually talked me out of retirement and stated that I would be good to do the podcasting with my background and so forth and so on. And I had a team of others that also coaxed me out of retirement to do it. And the thing I like about it, I'm going to tell you right now, is when I was on the air, they said, you're going to do a 30-minute show. I want it not one second longer than 29 minutes. And I don't mean 30 seconds, 30 minute show. They want it recorded at 29 minutes and not one second over, or you'll get cut off. You know, there are some strict time constraints, but not now. With no. the podcasting, you go you go the length that it needs to go. Yeah, it doesn't have, it can be what it needs to be. You you can focus on getting your content to what it needs to be. It can be a minute over. It can be a minute under. We will mostly not care. Um, and, you know, if you say, okay, we've got a special one. It's a little longer. People know that. They can see how long it's going to run when they download it or when they look at it on their podcast feed. There are so many ways to get podcasts now. But yeah, you can you can know and so you can plot that into your day. It's easy. Also, you can stop it and pick it up at the exact minute you stop. Right, you can do it at you will. You cannot say for radio. You cannot say that for radio. No, it you're right. Like that for radio. <laughs> you're right. You're still thinking I made the right choice here. Oh, really? I also now hearing your voice on a microphone as opposed to your in-person voice. I do like how your voice sounds on a microphone. It is subtly different than it is in person, and that's nice. I like the deeper registers. That's very cool. That's good. Plus, you like that $20 bill I'm going to give you for these compliments later on, too. Thank you. Sweetie. That's and right. I, I pay. Very nice. I appreciate the plug. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. How about this? I'll write you a check. <laughs> let's let's go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll fine. we'll play Roger's song "More Bounce to the Ounce," and uh, I'll write you a check. How's that? <laughs> All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the podcast queen, and she's with us today, and we're staying safe in the pandemic. She is at her home, and I am in the studio on the mics, and we are 
covering this via an electronic hookup. No video, just audio. And Lauren, now let's get back. What is so exciting about this one podcast? I've already forgot the name of it, but the one that Jimmy (laughs) Buffett listens to. Well, first of all, what's that called again? My brother, my brother, and me. My brother, my brother, and me. I'm going to assume that that's hosted by three people. It is. It's hosted by three brothers, um, all of them named McElroy. Travis, just, uh, sorry, Justin's the oldest, Travis, Travis is the middlest, and Griffin is the baby brother. They are on the Maximum Fun Network, which is a great network. Hey, they wrote a book about podcasting. It'll be out in January. You can hunt that up. Now, they have a lot of subscribers? Yes, they do. And I believe they're, they're like a million download-a-day podcasts. They're, they're well, now that, amazing. there you go. Ding, ding, ding. They have ding. also been doing it more than 10 years. <laughs> Whoa, how long? About 10 years. Man, podcasting's yeah. been, a, been around for 10-plus years already. Yeah, they got they got in at the baby infancy um, where people were um, just trying to figure out what to do with a digital medium. It's it they they were at the ground floor and they have managed. Hey, it's their jobs now. They have managed. They used to write for um, video game websites. A lot of them. And hey, Travis is from here. Travis is from Cincinnati. No. Uh, he lives in, they're all from Huntington, West Virginia. They are local boys. But Travis lives in Cincinnati. Hi, Travis. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's on the south side. Now, are they video or audio or both? Oh, they are audio. Um, they do video only under extreme circumstances. And they were doing public appearances for a while, and then they had to stop like we all did. Right. So when my brother, my brother, and I uh, is on the and air, Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. My brother, my brother, and me. That's three different hosts at three different locations. Oh, yeah. They're doing it like we're doing it. We are remote. Right. Now, what do they talk about? What's the subject matter? Oh, well, they say they're an advice podcast. They also tell you in the first 30 seconds that no one should ever follow their advice. Um, It is very bad advice, but they are an advice podcast. They are... They talk about people submit questions. They do their best to answer them. They do a bad job. They also make fun of the people who submit very, very whack stuff to Yahoo Answers. Would it be considered comedy? Horrible, horrible things on Yahoo Answers. They make that there is a comedy wealth beyond imagining on Yahoo Answers. Right, I see. People will ask these strangest things, um, and they they explore why on earth anyone would do that, or they try to actually help the person. Sometimes they actually do give real advice, whether they mean it to or not. They are funny, funny boys. You can tell they are family. There's a lot of there's a lot of humor that is very understandable for us in Cincinnati. As they are from around, we will get their humor. We will. We got it. Right, and they have been on uh, since the early days. And when did Jimmy Buffett become attracted to that and start listening? If you know, oh, um, 2011, 2012, or also early. Oh, he's um, been he's been with them eight he's, years he's listening. Been, been with them a long time now have they ever spoken to him has he ever called in or anything um yes yes he's actually been on he's he's he has called in and done interviews with them twice oh my you know for some um, reason so so for that matter has lin-manuel miranda there's another one i'll be darned you know, Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati is one of the largest markets I remember for these parrot heads on these uh, Buffett oh, concerts. Yeah. Oh, Cincinnati is hot for uh, Jimmy Buffett now. Did you know oh, that? I did know that. Also, Cincinnati is where Justin, the oldest brother, introduced his wife's father to Jimmy Buffett. Uh, like they, they, he got backstage passes because they, they are friends. I'll and be darned. Like this is, it's like, hey, Dad, this is Jimmy Buffett, and got to be the best son-in-law in the world for that moment. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. I'll tell you what. Yeah, uh, back here, right here in Cincinnati, that happened. That's wonderful. 
I don't know what it is about Cincinnati and these parrot heads when Buffett comes into town. Now, here is a man that has not had a hit record, Lauren, in 35 years, 40? Oh, except he just made one. Oh, you mean, did that thing, did it sell? It's, oh, it's out and it's sold. Oh, it's in. I don't, I don't have actual um, sales statistics for you, but I do know that it is sold. It, it's been on the top. I do know that. You mean um, it, it actually made the top of the it. charts? You're sure about that? Pretty sure. Jimmy Buffett could, back I, I, on I, the charts. Back on the charts. Oh, my. Now, see, and I didn't know. And apparently, according, it's like I recommend you go listen to the interview. You can find it. I could look up what episode it was, but I'm not. it's like people can go and do that. Them, them, their own selves, they all have computers. That's um, right. But how many times can you hear Margaritaville and punch a beach ball at the concert before it gets old? You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to pass on that, and I have nothing against Jimmy Buffett. I'd bring him on if he'd want to do uh, the interview and come on the podcast. I certainly would, but i got to say I'm not really a parrot head. I'm going to leave that to someone else. Uh, But if you enjoy it. I'm going to support you. Whatever floats your boat, you know? It's like, I like it every, like a lot of people, I like Jimmy every now and again. I will say he gives a really great live concert. I'm good. I've never seen him live, but I certainly played his uh, records on the radio. And he did a wonderful song that had nothing to do with Margaritaville that I used to play. And I loved it to death. It was called Come Monday. Oh, that was oh, a good yeah. one now. That was like a good album. one. You might like the new album. It's a bit more introspective than um, than, than the, the uh, party stuff that he was doing. It's also all acoustic, or most of it's acoustic. Right. Cold. Well, see, um, that, that's they, what... They, they, um, they recorded... They recorded it pretty quick before they all got back on the boat and are out to sea again. The pandemic, you know, they got it done just before and got it released pretty much in the middle of uh, March or April. I forget. Um, but yeah, it's it's a thing. Well, yeah, he is apparently on his boat. Um, the, the, the boys asked him what he's doing on his boat during a pandemic and he says he's getting back into his acoustic days and relearning French. Well, I just a few months ago went to the state capitol, which is Columbus, of course, and we yeah. went to the Schottenstein Arena, which you probably heard oh, of that. Yeah. And at the Schottenstein Arena, a major arena in Columbus, Ohio, I saw Sweet Baby James and his warm-up act, a lady I have loved my whole adult life, Bonnie Raitt. James Taylor and the warm-up back was Bonnie Raitt, and then she came out and performed with him during at the end of his set, and it it was marvelous. Steve Gadd was there on the drums. It was for James Taylor, a man that I had uh, worked with years ago that played drums, used to play drums for the Beach Boys, um, was there, and that's Bonnie Raitt's uh, drummer, uh, the young man out of Hawaii, Ricky Fatar. He played drums for Bonnie Raitt. He's the drummer that played Sail On, Sail On, Sailor with the Beach Boys on that recording, if you remember that. I remember that recording. I actually saw the Beach Boys in concert. Right. Forever ago. Oh, yeah, so I've interviewed the Beach Boys. My goodness, when was that? Oh. I think it went at 83 was when I saw them in concert. Right, yes. uh, I interviewed (laughs) the Beach Boys twice, and uh, one was the early Beach Boys, and the other one was uh, just prior to the death of Dennis Wilson. And uh, it really, it it hurt me to see the shape that he was in at that time. But let me just say, it was not good. Yeah. He passed away. They were starting to get a little. Yeah, Yeah, uh, Dennis especially, of course. That's when he he passed away uh, with an accident at the the boat slips up there on on the West Coast, you know. Uh, It it was a sad, uh, sad event. But the early Beach Boys was back uh, when they were all in their white pants and matching shirts. And (laughs) it was Denny on the drums. And uh, it was the happy Beach Boys days. And in the end, when I re-met Dennis Wilson, 
else. And I I felt sorry for the man, as a matter of fact. And uh, he didn't make it much longer than that. I, I was very sorry to hear of his passing, but I understand, you know, why it occurred. Yeah, yeah. Some, some things are kind of inevitable. Okay. They had a rackety life when they were touring. Yeah, definitely. A lot, a lot of the bands in that era did. Very rackety lives they led. Also, good grief, can you imagine every day you're in a different city, it's a wonder you knew where you were on any given night? Oh, um, um, believe me, from what I know about Dennis Wilson, there are days he did know where he was. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Take my word for yeah. it, all right? I Take my it. word for it. For a number of reasons, not all of which had to do with travel, but yes. Yeah, there you go. All right. Now, uh, <laughs> how do you decide, other than taking a chance and rolling the uh, the dice, how do you decide what podcasts you're going to listen to, or is it just something that you try out cold, and if it tickles your fancy, you come back and give it a shot again? Is that what you do? Well, let's see. It's uh, on a given day. It's kind of of the bunch. Of, if I'm in the mood for one of my old favorites, I'll put that in. But if I'm in the or if there's one that I'm listening to in chunks, and I feel in the mood for that, I will go back and finish it or do that or finish it. But there, um, to to get a new one, I go on recommendations. Now, your do you read these recommendations? Your 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 friends have recommendations. Your online there are recommendations. Your the podcast you listen to can recommend other podcasts. And so, uh, in fact, I found Ono oh Ross and Carrie, which is another Max Fun vehicle. But these people. <laughs> These people go there so you don't have to. They try out weird, weird, weird things. They shoot. They even investigated Scientology. They they investigate strange stuff and they go and they look it up and they report on it from their viewpoint. They did get tried. A lot of people have tried to see them and they all come back like, this is what happened to us. This is all we're saying. So no, you can't sue us, and inevitably that falls through. But they have not yet been successfully sued. Oh my! Oh but, my! But they go. I mean, Scientology didn't even sue them. So occasionally they do get hounded and a bit of hate mail from Scientology people. But you know they try. But then oh no, Russ and Carrie, they show up so you don't have to. And oh my word, it's wild. Um, but yes, again, humorous, but very definitely informative. I found that one because it was on a an episode of a yet another podcast I listened to called Sawbone. It's what they, they, they nest that way. They can, and I listen to Sawbones because I listen to The Adventure Zone, and I listen to My Brother, My Brother, and Me because I listen to The Adventure Zone. Now, and what I was that name again? Uh, the one, the, Sawbone? Zone. Sawbone. Sawbone. Spell that. Spell that. S A W B O N E S. Sawbone. Like an old tiny doctor. This is a medical history podcast. They talk about the wax things we used to do to each other to try and fix us. And we were not good at it for a very, very long time. Um, and um, Denise is a doctor. She, um, an honest to God doctor who, who uh, sees patients and teaches uh, young coming up doctors. And she and Justin talk about these strange, strange things that we no longer do because we got a clue and, and stopped. Eventually, we stopped doing them. And occasionally, they'll talk about things that people still do that she really kind of wishes that they wouldn't end, whether it's good, bad, or whatever. But uh, they talk about medical history, and they traded shows one day with Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Everybody on the network kind of shuffled over one to the left, and uh, which is a great way to hear about a different podcast than you thought you'd... you'd you get a new thing. They're everywhere. All kind of, There's podcasts about everything, really. You can find podcasts on movies. You can find 
podcast on everything. Now, when you read up and you get recommendations, where are you reading? Who's telling you what podcasts are hot and what are not? Are you listening to reading oh, well, columnists or what? Well, I'll read, I'll read columnists. I'll listen to podcasts I listen to. We'll often recommend them, as I said. There are things called podcatchers, and they're um, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and rate. Let's see, what a, what's my big one now? Father Radio, just like Radio something uh, or Libsyn. If you get any of those apps, they will um, hang on to the the library of stuff you listen to most. But there's always a here's what's hot right now section. iHeartRadio's app has a whole pile of, based on your listening history, you might want to listen to these. Now and they used to have... And other stuff to you. When you go to Barnes & Noble, don't they have the top 10 books right there listed? Do they have such a oh, thing yes. for the podcast? Oh, there are. Google has has one and Apple has one. So no matter if you're on an Android or a Apple device, you can get them there. Most people listen to podcasts on their phones or their um, or their tablet because they are more portable, and the podcast is the ultimate in portable. Just like the old radio shows, I got to tell you, before there were podcasts, I listened to the old radio shows like Dragnet and, <laughs> and Suspense and uh, Bob Hope and all those. They recorded on that. I still have all those. They're on cassette, if you can believe it. And that's what I listened to before I found podcasts. I have no doubt. Yeah, a lot of yeah. those shows are in the public domain right now, too. Yeah. So, shoot, there, every now and again in my podcast feed, it, I put it there. You can tell your podcatcher what, it, what kind of things you want to hear, and it will find stuff for you. You can also talk to your friends. What are you listening to? And then you have stuff to talk about when you talk to your friends. Next. A friend recommended Welcome to Night Vale for me. And that's how I got started on podcasts. But yes, there. Oh, good grief! There's even podcasts tell you what the the ten best podcasts of this week were. They listen to as much stuff as they possibly can, and if they've got a really great episode in one of the hundreds of things they listen to, they'll tell you their favorite. So there are podcasts about podcasts about podcasts. It go it's a, it's this horrible nesting doll thing. It can be. Well, now they have to have a whole staff for that. More than one listener. You you would think. Yes. Um, Most definitely. You can't listen to to everything in the course of a week. You I can't imagine you listen to hardly anything. There is so much stuff out there. Now, when you listen, do you have earbuds in your ears most of the time, or are you listening over speakers, or, or what? If I'm home and can crank up the volume, I listen. Uh, just, I just have my phone um, play as loud as it'll go normally. If I'm sewing, the sewing machine drowns that out, so I put earbuds in. If I'm out in the car, I'll put an earbud in. You shouldn't drive with both earbuds, people. Don't do that. Just one. Or if your car is new enough, which mine is not, you can hook it through your radio with Bluetooth or some other way to, to make that go or plug it in. My car is not new enough for either of those features. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yes. Otherwise, I do one earbud in the car, and uh, when I'm wandering around a grocery store or going to the post office or whatever errand I happen to be doing, shoot, I'm looking to find waterproof ones so I can do them in the pool at the gym. I would like that very much. You've um, got I mean, a bad habit. Hey, it's a great way. Yes, it's it's it, yes. Bluetooth Bad habit. And, and swimming, yes, well, Bluetooth and swimming does not work together. No, um, you no. Do, you, you do need, uh, I need the ones that my, I need the ones that Michael Phelps has, and I will work from there. But yeah, when you work out, I know a lot of people who do podcasts working out. If you go to a gym now, you will see everyone with headphones on. No, I've talked to people that are self-employed. They do their work in their lab or in their, their private little area. And they just let the audio play as they listen, uh, you know, personally. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Whatever it is I'm in the mood for, and I will have a point, well, I'm done with that, and I will switch to something else. I mean, since there's something out there, is an infinite amount out there. Or if 
if nothing else, I will switch on music, but I almost never do that anymore. It's almost all podcast. Okay. What are you going to recommend the listeners, male and female, listening right now to listen to upon your recommendation, if you uh, have one? Sawbones. I would choose Sawbones. S-A-W-B-O-N-S. If I, if I have to choose just nope. one, I would say Sawbones. S-A-W-B-O-N-E-S by Sydney, S-N-Y-D-E-E, and Justin McElroy. Sydney and, uh, and Justin McElroy. In West Virginia, and it's a medical history podcast. There is no cursing, but yes, they do discuss medical topics, so plan for that. It is a joy to hear them. They, they're charming, and that's... Uh, if I have to do one, I'd say do I'd say that one. My next choice for everyone, though, I'm going to tell you it's it's all it's um, got adult language. Would be Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Oh No, as in like you'd spell Oh No, and it's Ross and Carrie, C A R R I E. They're a fun uh, they're, couple. They're a fun couple of people. They are not a couple. They they uh, both have their own romantic interests. But that's the one that does investigative journalism into weirdness. Oh no, no weirdness in in what manner? <laughs> oh, you mean in so general? They're, they're the ones who do who investigated Scientology. They investigated. They go join um, odd religions. They joined the Mormons for six months. They did aromatherapy. They did homeopathy. They oh all kinds of stuff. They they investigate and they'll tell you good, bad, indifferent, whatever they have ratings. You can find out about the ratings when you go and listen. But yes, that one is very definitely adult language on that one. If you just want to listen to stuff to make you laugh for men and women, I would probably do Jordan Jesse Go. Because the McElroy brothers are much more guy humor, I think. There are women who listen to that, but I would say they spent a bit more toward guy humor. Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jordan slash Jesse Go. Uh, also on Max Fun. A lot of Max Fun podcasts here. Hey, go to Maximum Fun org and you will find a pile of podcasts that may have stuff that you want to listen to. And what Everybody is that address that, again? MaximumFun.org. Okay, MaximumFun.org. And what, they have there's recommendations? Oh, good. There's a whole list of podcasts there. You go there, you look at what they've got. There's like 40 in their stable. They've got all kinds of stuff on everything. And you might be surprised. Shoot. Um, there's a Star Trek podcast on there about, you know, I think they're on Picard now. They did the new one. They, they've teamed up with the Flophouse lately. The Flophouse does bad, deliberately bad movies, and they're very strange together. They, they go off on Wild Ten, they, and they did a couple of the Star Trek movies together. Oh, there's there are piles and piles of things. Hey, there's Minority Corner about current pop culture issues and a minority opinion of them. Lots of stuff that you can find on MaximumFun.org. But everybody is doing new stuff. If you want a pretty straight-up informative podcast that is good for all ages, you can do a classic that has been around almost as long as the rest of... Shoot, I think it was a radio show before... It it was a podcast. Stuff you missed in history. Do you remember this? I do not. I didn't listen to it. No, it sounds like something that might have been an NPR project. Yeah, I think it was. Stuff you missed in history. They they've been going back. Oh wow, forever ago. And they have two hosts that will talk briefly. These are short. Stuff you missed in history. Uh, run run in this. I don't know that any of them top a half hour. They do put out a lot of them, though. They come out um, several times a week. Um, a lot of the other ones are weekly. The stuff you missed in history comes out three or four times a week. They're short, 15 to 20 minutes things on all kinds of subjects, but they don't do the humor thing. They are pretty, um, they are informative in a pleasant, delightful way. So yeah, you can find stuff in every tone. So they're more serious. They're not, they're not into comedy, you're saying? They're not, no, they're not into comedy. They are um, more, they're very NPR. I got it. Let's Matter of fact. Way. 
to the point. Yes, very matter, very matter of fact, very to the point. They also have lovely radio voices. Oh. Uh, well, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh no, wait, you were talking about them. Also, you. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that'll cost me. Uh, there's another twenty dollars, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're up to forty now that I owe this woman. Oh dear, I'm not keeping track. All righty. You let me get in a plug. That goes a long way. Right. It's none of my business whatsoever. Don't even answer this question if you don't want to. You're under no obligation. But is there a man in your life, a significant other? No, not right now. I am a widow. I've led about two years, and I have, with everything going on, I have just not started looking. Right. And how long, if, if you don't mind my asking, how long were you married prior to? the death of your husband about 25 years oh wow you you've just been under, there just under just 25, under 25 yeah. oh my now if when he was alive did this man share in the podcast dream that you're living right now no he didn't though he did he was a very classic radio Though he did embrace the um, turning vinyl into digital so that he could haul it with him. A turntable is not portable. Good boy, then that's and, the truth. Yes, and so he did love to turn his album collection into MP3s. Audio. He listened to everything. He was also a musician. He played, a good grief, I finally managed to rehome the instruments. I had a bass, three different kinds of guitars, two violins, and an omnichord. And I still need to find a place to put the kit for keyboards. Um, but yeah, I, he was he was quite a musician from a family of musicians. But he was a chemist for a living. Oh, really? Yes. It was an intellectual. I, it was so it was so hard to find a guy brighter than me. Sorry, but it was. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Get down with your bad self, there, woman. Yeah. Whoa. Well, that that is it was a requirement. I mean, it's like I did. I was what what uh, in the South you'd call a spinster. I waited till my thirties to get married. I did need to spy. I was particular. Yes, and he. <laughs> He was an intelligent man, was he? Oh, yes, very, very much so. Now, did he listen to any podcasts at all, ever? Um, yes, I think he did a few. I, um, if I had one I especially liked, we'd listen to it in the car. He did like Night Vale. He very much liked Stuff You Missed in History. I'm trying to think of what his other favorites were. There were a couple that did older music, and I'm trying to, to remember what they were called. But uh, he, he mostly was interested. He liked the storytelling stuff. He liked fiction. So, right. So um, I can think of a couple that I do now that are bright new that he would have just adored. Um, but yeah, he did. Um, he liked Night Vale, and I think he would have very much liked the um, role-playing stuff. He and I both did a lot of the Dungeons & Dragons. That's how we got that's how we met. And it did <laughs> it, were you doing dragons. were you doing costumes because of that, or were you doing the costumes that you were sewing prior to meeting him? Oh, I was sewing before I met him. Okay, so he um, wasn't responsible was, no, for that. Response, like as I said, I didn't I didn't meet him till my my very late twenties, and I didn't get married till I was thirty. So hey, Whoa. he was forty. I went looking for guy. I like guys like older guys. That's just just the way I'm built. He, uh, yes, he did encourage me to branch out and to sell more of what I was doing strictly commissions at that point. It's like he did encourage me to get my own business going. Well, now that's and a good thing. So yes, yes, that is a good thing. He listened to um, rock and roll music, did he, or no? Oh, yes, classic. He was very much a classic guy. Oh, the oh, classic goes, rock. Oh, yes, the very classic rock. Right. And did he listen to any funky music, any dance music? Oh, some. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm, I'm sitting here going through the repertoire. Like Cool in the um, Gang, Ladies Night. Would oh, he, yes. Would he that, listen to stuff that, like that? All that, all that, all that. There if you go. He, in fact, if you dug, if it's like I'm digging 
um, digging through the digital catalog, he just went and found the top 100 hits of every year for the 1960s and every year for the 1970s, and that was and he put that on shuffle. Now that was a good man, so he'd right get there. That thousand, he'd get that thousand tunes on shuffle, and he would occasionally get people and he. He uh, had a cubicle at work that um, he played stuff on at a pretty low volume. And anyone coming by his cubicle would stop and ask him what radio station it was because uh-huh. they wanted it. And it didn't exist anywhere in the world except on his hard drive. Right. And you and him both yeah. were into the role playing, you think? Oh, yes, very much. That's, that's, right. that's how we met. I was. We were at a convention up um, in Wisconsin. For yeah. the, uh, what's that festival again where they dress up in the old time costumes? No, this was a science fiction one. Oh, oh, a different we were, one. We were all there talking about Star Wars and Star Trek and, and, uh, and Isaac Asimov. And, uh, we were at a convention in Milwaukee and that's where we met. So you. I had made, I, I had made a costume when I was entering it in the contest and I did win. Oh, you so did? I there. I did, yeah. An award-winning costume maker. I am an award-winning customer, yes. Oh, my, oh, my. All right, let's role play for just a second here before we get out of here. All right, okay. here's I want you to answer back just like it was real life. Let's say uh, your husband, uh, uh, you know, he's unfortunately not with us anymore, but let's say you're courting someone, and I'm the guy who's trying to court you, you see, and I say, Listen, uh, about these podcasts, uh, you're going to have to make a choice here. It's going to be these podcasts that consume 24 hours a day around here, or it's going to be me, one or the other. What are you going to say about that? I'm going to say that there's room for both of you. I have, you have no room left for me. Your whole day oh, is oh, listening to podcasts. If you are worth my making time for you, then I won't need podcasts, will I? Oh, in other words, if I'm intellectual enough. Mm-hmm. If you if you can hold my attention like a podcast can hold my attention, then by all means, come ahead. All right. Well, now, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You're a blue jean lady, L.A. lady, yeah. seamstress for the band. <laughs> Is that it? What if they're in a band? Are you a seamstress for the band? I have not sewn for a band in years and years and years. All right. If they reform the dead Kennedys, would you be interested? Oh, sure. Oh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. I've had enough of this excitement. My heart's got to die down. Uh, Our guest today is the podcast queen. She spends all day long listening to these podcasts now that her husband has gone on to be with the the band up in the sky. He played the bass. He played the keyboards. He played, what, violin? He played about everything, didn't he? Bass, that, hey, upright bass. Oh, he played the upright. So he was into jazz. Oh, yeah, he did that, too. His dad was very into jazz, and he played jazz, too. Hey, I had, I had an upright bass. Oh, my Lord, that thing took up room. Oh, I used to listen <laughs> to Nat King Cole oh, and yeah. Errol Gardner, if you know who that is. I do. And Errol Gardner would, would and Nat King Cole and those those type of uh, uh, trios like that, uh, I, that was heavenly at the time with that upright oh, yeah. bass. And I'll tell you who it still uses that. being heavenly over the crib. That stuff left. You know who uses that to this day? And, and and his orchestra, I don't know if it's an orchestra, it's a band, uh, young uh, Harry Connick Jr., Oh, he'll use wow. the upright bass, and oh, yeah. uh, his band sounds fabulous. It's like, hey, the the instrument is amazing. Oh, yeah. And uh, so they, they, I, I, I really dig that bass sound. I, I do love those no, low notes. Yeah, definitely. I do, I do. Well, thank you, Lauren, for the education on podcasting. Well, thank you for having me. And I think that um, I hope to make you proud and and to say that you didn't make the wrong decision that I should come out and host. I checked with a lot of people and everybody said, you know, Rick, you ought to give it a shot. Yet you got the talent for it. 
go out there, give it a go, roll the dice, and we'll just see what happens. And I, I think that's the way we're going to go. What do you think? I think it's a good choice. I think it's great. All righty. Well, I can't wait to hear it. You'll have to tell me where to go here when when you've got them out. We haven't got that far yet, but we're getting there. Yes, we heard of. Yep, we're yeah, getting them. Hey, and I do have more advice for you if you want it at some point. All right, we're going to get together and, and do that. But for right now, let me just thank everybody for inviting us in. It's been a pleasure. I take everything seriously when somebody allows me to come in and become a part of their day. I know that there are thousands of other choices they could make. And if I'm one of them, I consider it to be an honor. So without any further ado, I want you to just say goodbye. Lauren? Goodbye, Lauren. (laughs) And bye, everybody. The audience loves you, Lauren. (laughs) Thank you. And everybody, it's been fun, but I've got to run. It's Rick Flynn. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you on the next one. And goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.